Welcome to the Rediscovering Biblical Manhood podcast. We're growing men who fear the Lord, but do not fear our identity in Christ. The enemy is hard at work in our fallen world. So come on, join us in fighting for the restoration of men's hearts through the church, the word, and our risen Savior, Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back in the booth for another Rediscovering Biblical Manhood podcast. Jay Teresi, welcome back, my friend. Good morning. And you have recovered from all of the surgeries, and you are (laughs) back from working from six in the morning till nine at night every day, you know, taking good care of yourself. I'm feeling great. It's good to be back in the saddle. The miracle of modern medicine, thank the Lord for what these surgeons can do. It's phenomenal what they can do, you know, they're going in and operating on your heart and it's outpatient surgery. And you're like, Mm. that's amazing. Well, we're glad that you're back here with us. And today we're going to turn the corner a little and, and, and actually look back before we look forward. Before last week's episode, we were talking about um, the power of prayer, really. And it was really ironic. Happy Father's Day, by the way, and to all of our fathers listening in. Um, But it was very ironic that we got to church that very same Sunday and our preacher was preaching a little bit deeper on the topic that we were speaking to. And so we are going to look at Matthew today uh, around the Sermon on the Mount and just what Jesus had to say about prayer. Yeah, it's amazing. There's always so much more going on. You know, we're so busy. We're moving so fast. We, we don't hear that much, especially in America and in, in the modern world. But when you slow down for a second, God is like revealing himself everywhere. And to shoot that podcast, walk into church that morning, and he's literally preaching on our podcast. And you're like, the Lord is always just, it's just like winks everywhere. And because he's always interweaving things in our story. And we just are going through life like it's not that way, but it's totally that way. Jay, you just said Jesus winks. For the listeners that may not be familiar with that, what does that mean to you? That's just the... I'll give you a great example. Last week, I was I was struggling with some things, and, and my wife was like, you know, when you I had to drive somewhere, and she said, you need to talk to Jesus and ask him, you know, how do you let go of this, and what's he want to give you in return? And and he gave me this image, the gift he gave me in return after I was releasing some things was like this royal robe, the robe of a king, and I'm like, that's an awesome image, but I have no context for that. And then the next day. I was reading uh, Jesus Calling, it's a daily devotional, and he started talking about, I give you this, I give you that, I give you this, and and I didn't understand the robe. It it was a something robe. And so I went and looked it up, and it was this animal from Europe that they used to make the ancient robes, and the robe that came up on Google, all the images, was this beautiful ruby red rose with the fluffy white and black collar, which was Mm. the exact image I had had the day before. And so it's like a Jesus wink. He's like, see, I was trying to really reinforce that in your life. And if you slow down and listen to me, I'll let you know I'm here. Wow. We could probably unpack that on another episode. You being able to think of something and research and it being the exact wink that you needed. Uh, Jay, so let's jump into the context around what we're about to read. Now, obviously, many of our listeners may be familiar with the most famous sermon ever spoken. Uh, If not, Matthew chapter Six and seven is is a fantastic read, even if it's just as a refresher. But Jesus has just come off the topic of judging others. You know, um, judge not that you will not be judged. And and then he moves into this idea of ask and it will be given. 
And so Matthew chapter 7 says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks it will be opened. And so, Jay, we thought that we would just stop right there and maybe really dive in and download what each of those ask, seeking, and knock phrases and, and stanzas meant for us. And then, listeners, we would challenge you to do the same. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I was thinking about the ocean while you were reading that. You know, humans, we're, we're trying to make things smaller and safer and more routine. And the God of the universe is a phenomenal engineer. So there's law to the universe and a way things work, but he's also the God of the wild raging Pacific ocean. And he's always kind of doing something new in the ocean. I grew up on the ocean. So if you're not, if you haven't spent a lot of time around the ocean, the ocean is different every day. Like it's different every day. And so, you know, as we head into these three questions, the one thing I think a lot about with Jesus is he, his routine varied quite a bit. It wasn't like he got up at six and he read the Bible and then at 630, he had a cup of coffee. And then like he, he had some very consistent practices, which was quiet time with the Lord. But man, if you really read the story of his life, it's so varied. So, and one of the things around asking and seeking is an interesting question, Chica. So when you think about ask versus seek, what comes to your mind when you're like, well, well, what is that actually? What 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 is what is the Lord trying to tell us there? Thanks for giving me the toughest question of the morning. Um, <clears throat> if I back up before I answer that, Jay, and I think about this, just this idea of prayer. So, if prayer is how we communicate all of our needs and our desires to God, whether it's I want you to bless my family, I would like this in my life to to start occurring, I would like to stop this occurring, forgive me for whatever it is. Of course, God being this omnificent, he, he knows already what we want um, and he knows what we're already asking for, but he also understands the motives. And I think that as we jump into this idea of asking, Jay, um, Jesus there, when he says, ask and it will be um, given to you, you know, he's not necessarily saying, ask for whatever you want and whatever motives you have. And like you said before, bending God to try and move towards what it is that we have in our um, in our flesh, right? And so I think this idea of asking really then ties to this idea of seeking because when we're asking for what we want or even if we're asking for the will of God, that's really found in seeking God. And we've been speaking on the podcast for a number of months now around this idea of leaning in, pausing, breathing, and saying, God, what is your will in this situation? And so to, in a long way of answering it, Jay, I think the distinction for me is it's almost ask, seek, or is it seek, ask, seek the will, seek the will, being present with the Lord, then come back and ask for it to be done within the will that you just sought. I think you're exactly right. Like, I think we have them backwards when we say ask, seek. So I'm thinking about my prayer app as you're talking, and I have this app where I have all these prayers I'm praying for right now. These are the things important in my life. I've told people I would pray for, or they're important to me. And when I open that prayer app and start to pray through the list, I'm asking. One of the things I've been doing over the last few months is, especially when I remember to do this, is I, I say, Jesus, how do you want me to actually pray for this topic? So I seek his opinion. And what's interesting is so often it's a very different way to pray for the topic than if I had just prayed for it the way I felt it ought to be prayed for. Mm. And, and I think this dovetails into the next one, Chica, which is, so you've got, hey, we should 
we we probably got to seek before we ask. Like like John fifteen seven, I think is you know ask for whatever you wish and it will be granted to you. But it, but the beginning of that passage is if you remain in me and my I remain in you. So like I think we have to seek first to understand. Well, and let me jump in here when you say seek for you, Jay. What do you believe the believer, the 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 person under the authority of the Lord should be seeking? Is it seeking for clarity in your answer? Is it seeking the Lord himself? Like when, when you hear that idea, of, I mean, I thought of Psalm when you were just speaking about uh, your verse before that the, the um, ah, gosh, Psalm 27, I believe it was, which was seek my face. My heart says to you, your face, Lord, do I seek? Like what what are you thinking when you think seeking? Yeah, I think it's along those lines. Like, where do you want me to go with this, Jesus? What, uh, what's the path? And for me, that always leads to a much more fruitful, richer, different experience with God than if I just sit down and pray. And, you know, if I just sit down and pray, those prayers are going to be heard, but I might not be praying in the will of the Father, which I think leads to the next one, which is works versus will. You know, if I sit down and pray through that list, I am working through a list of things that I think is important that I believe God is aligned to. But if I sit down, you know, Jesus, I, I keep thinking of the Garden of Gethsemane when we think about will, you know, he, Jesus' will was not to die on the cross. Like he said that. But then he said, but not my will, Father, yours be done. And, and, the, and God the Father's will was for Jesus to be sacrificed on the cross. So when you hear works versus will coming off of ask and seek, like how do you think about that? Poor. <clears throat> I think even for me this last week, I've been in this routine of prayer. Well, I excuse me, let me back up. I know when I pray. So at this corner, when I'm going for my walk in the morning, I switch onto this app and I'm praying through this set of wants or, or wills, right? That I've been praying over for the last... But I've caught myself this last week, my mind's wandered a little. So I'm in the routine doing my works, right? But I'm not truly sitting with Jesus while I'm in that routine. My mind is flustering about what what's going to happen during the day. What logistics do we have to offer? You know, how can I continue to do? So my mind is, my mind is in the works, but I'm not present in the will. Oh, that's so good. And I think it leads kind of into our third topic. So we've gone through trying to reverse, you know, we in our humanness want to first just start asking right away in our prayer versus seeking. And then we want to do it like we know what to do versus what is your will here. And then the last one we have talked about is rituals versus being present. I think you just dovetailed into that beautifully, which is if I start with being present, then I will seek God's will and I will get the answer towards what are you want, Lord, as you live through me? What is the, what is the direction you want me to pray for? So think about, you were just talking through rituals, Chica. How can rituals block us from being present with the Lord? Because they become check check items, I think. <clears throat> the the more the more I've walked with Jesus, I feel like sometimes I've had to go back and it's funny, I'm teaching a class on this later today, this idea of productivity. And so I've built in all of these different rituals and they've actually be, then turned into this massive or mammoth kind of three hour thing. I've now got to go back and chop down. What am I actually doing here? Yes, I'm reading this devotional. Yes, I'm listening to this sermon. And then I'm going over here and I'm listening to this app. And then I'm going to go get quiet. You know, there's just so many built-in rituals that I almost need to calm it down so that I can, I'd rather quality versus quantity. Um, and at the same time, Jay, as you were speaking there, 
I think the rituals are also part of this knock piece because unless we're going to take a positive spin, sometimes doing the rituals are actually our persistence in prayer, which leads to this idea of knocking so that we can ask after we've sought the will. It's this really fine line, right? You, we, you and I happened to have breakfast yesterday and, and you were talking a little bit about like, how do you push through and really be able to determine when you're, when you're really being persistent versus you're checking the, the box. And I was writing in my, my journal yesterday and I was literally writing to God, like, what would it be like if I could just never think of the future and never mm. think of the past and just really live right now? Like right now, like like every moment was the most important. And I've been doing I've been doing a fast from really a lot of the internet in the past week, and it's amazing like how much calmer my brain is, and my journaling has gotten better. I've stopped rushing through each of the checklists to make sure I've checked off this, this, and I got that, and I can go to work now. And you get this richer, like you can hear the still small voice of God. And so I think you're exactly right. There, there is there is strength in in rituals and there's strength in, in routine, but when does it cross the line to where that's what you're living for? And that has become your God versus oh, the wow. God, right? Yeah. yeah. No, that that's really clear, Jay, really clear. Ask, seek, knock. <laughs> and, and <laughs> we make fun. You and I have offline where we say, ask, seek, knock. And then there's this idea of kick, which is, I think what you were referring to there. This idea of we are kicking the door, not knocking, we're kicking the door open, saying, my will be done. I'm doing the right things, Lord. I'm praying so much. I'm persistent. Why aren't you serving me versus it being the other way around? Or you blessing me for what I'm asking for, which is out of the will. It's misaligned, and it's not at all what God is is asking from us. Well, yeah, you know, that's like rarely done at the conscious level, right? That's like done subconsciously. But it's interesting. It leads me to think about the golf swing, which is unusual. But in the golf swing, I, I when I was playing competitive golf, I got this tip years ago about hum while you're practice swinging. And anytime the hum con- cuts off, you've identified some tension in your swing. And, you know, what is the equivalent of spiritual humming where we can find that tension in our life? Mm. And we can that's where we can identify I'm not walking with God because the fruit of the spirit is. A life without tension, a life in Christ is a life without tension because you are not concerned because you're not anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, you're trusting God and he's giving you this peace that transcends understanding and your exact point, Chico, when you're like, God, I'm doing it. I'm going through my lists and I'm praying and I'm checking the boxes and it's not happening. You know, what is going on? The, the reality is there's probably something missing in there. There's some tension in the process. And if you can go root that out, then there's going to be breakthrough with, with Jesus. So this week, Jay, what could be a challenge that you and I come up with um, to, to really pull in this ask, seek, knock? Um, is it the hum? Is it on the drive when I'm talking to Jesus? Is it when I'm in my quiet time? Is it maybe going to a hum to try and figure out the tension? Or could there be another opportunity for our listeners to step into this concept? You know, I know for me, and you and I were talking about this yesterday, this week coming up, I really want to spend time just being present all the time. And so I was practicing this a little bit at the end of the week. I had some pretty intense meetings, you know, at work with my board of directors and my private equity group. And there's just a lot of tension around some financial stuff and the economy. And 
and they were going to be really tough meetings. And I was just practicing being present in them. And I was praying during the meetings. And it was interesting because I didn't say much. A lot of people were talking, but it was just more peaceful. And the atmosphere was different. And that's what I want. I want to see how can I influence the atmosphere for Jesus anywhere I'm at? Because fundamentally, I feel like that's actually the call of the Christian life, which is wherever you're at, you're at the grocery store, you're changing your tires, you're in an intense business meeting, you're talking with your spouse. If Christ lives through us, we're supposed to be letting the kingdom of God flow where we're at, meaning we're, we're bringing the presence of Christ wherever, wherever we are. And, and that's, my, that's my practice for this week that I'm going to go after. I love that the Aussie doodles are going crazy in the background, uh, agreeing with you, Dad. Um, for me, I think it's the chaos of family. I've currently got family in town and we seem to be doing a lot of crazy stuff every single day. In fact, we're going away in about 45 minutes as well for a full week of more chaos. And last night we were in the middle of an incredible trip um, up north into the Georgia mountains and we were all in one car together and there was just a lot of noise. And I remember sitting there and for a moment I'm like, oh, I'm so over this craziness. You know, I, and I was thinking to your point, I was thinking, when is this going to end versus this could be the very last time I get to do this type of stuff with my parents before they head back home to Australia, go Australia. And so I think for me, similar to you, this idea of being present with people and using this, um, <laughs> using this time to maybe not, um, not push through and get to the next activity, but be in the activity and be the most present that I can be to appreciate them for who they are and therefore reflect the love and light of Christ. God, I love that. And isn't that the model of Jesus? That right there could be one of the greatest life lessons I've ever heard. Don't be pressing forward to the next activity. Jesus was the, we've said it before in this podcast, the most present human history. Wherever he was, there was nine times out of 10, there was chaos going on around him, massive crowds and, you know, people busting in with swords, Roman soldiers and the, Pharisees, and it was always tense and chaos. And you can imagine it was like a rock star, but he was so present and he saw people like what a great way to bring this to a close, which is let's not be in a hurry to get to the next activity. So with that, listeners, you know, this was a, a listening session in on, on how Chica and I have been trying to unpack this in our own lives. And we just pray that in your life, you're wrestling with these things with God. You're asking Jesus, how do I be more present so that the kingdom of God can flow off me wherever I'm at. That's really the great call of manhood is this great presence we can bring when we are connected with our God. So we'll just pray for that. Lord Jesus, thank you for the opportunity and this technology to have broader conversations with Christian men all over the world. Men will never meet or see or know, but we just hope God that these conversations stimulate great dialogue between you and them and between them and their families and them and their colleagues and them and their friends. And so thank you, God. Thank you for that. Thank you for allowing Chica and I to work out our salvation with these men and with you. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen.